0: come back Let's f- rage sports rage with Gabe Morenci rage all you want level 2 Thursday night throwdown this is sports rage i am Gabe Morenci and the, the players the hustlers the losers the trolls the pathetic lost souls the uh, degenerate gamblers and everybody else uh, in between as a 2020 grinds on one bad beat after another. And in tonight's tonight's card, somehow, somehow everybody got screwed. Like, people that had the over of the Tulsa-Tulane game got screwed. People that had Tulane. (laughs) Tulane. Like, we're talking about ourselves. Think about the poor bastards that had Tulane at plus five, five and a half. And there's no way in hell you're losing that bet in that fashion unless they throw a pick six, which is exactly... This is exactly uh, what they did, man. You want to, you, know, you want to make a movie, man. Something's going on in Tulsa right now, all right. Uh, and you know what? Uh, Oklahoma is actually in a place to be uh, because it's Bedlam. We didn't get a chance to get to that game with Teddy. We'll take a look at that a little bit on the other side uh, here uh, tonight. We'll break down uh, all the college football games uh, tomorrow in their entirety. The Seattle Seahawks needed to win tonight's game. You know, uh, Arizona already beat uh, Seattle. They couldn't afford to cough up another division game. They just lost to the Rams. They just lost to Arizona. Everybody's got the same damn record in this division, and they couldn't afford to lose this game. They get it done, 28-21. Arizona nearly comes back late, except they really weren't themselves tonight, Arizona. The Thursday night caught up to them. They're a young football team. They're not used to playing on Thursday nights. And, you know, Kyler Murray was pretty beat up. Conor Murray got beat up. It looked like maybe he was going to leave the game, actually. But the kid's a tough kid. He toughed it out. And uh, when it's all said and done, it's a 28-21 uh, victory. All right, COVID's going crazy right now. All right, COVID's going crazy. Across the board, college football, there's one game after another uh, being canceled. And I'll tell you right now, uh, Washington State and Stanford's not canceled yet. Uh, but Washington State's star quarterback uh, has been canceled. Uh, so, you know, this this guy is, you know, he's a damn good quarterback. A lot of people like Washington State in this football game. It changes a lot of things. And I'll tell you what, if a quarterback has it, there's a good chance there's a lot of other people on the team that probably has it as well. Level two. He gets caught up. Kelly Oubre. Now on a Golden State Warriors. Things worked out for Kelly. Late night anger management class continues. Bring it. Level two continues late night anger management class. I am Maranti. An active night uh, tonight. Uh, I know Yang's got a lot going on. I didn't want to boot people. I really don't care. Um, uh, but it's just over the top. It's like constant spamming uh, going on in our chat. I'd ask Yang to kick people out, but it's going to probably only happen like in an hour. <laughs> so <laughs> let me know, Yang, how much so many things. Yeah, you know, we have, we have a long list. Uh, we 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 have a long uh, list of uh, of of, uh, of names uh, here. All right, let's let's boot them out. And you know what? Just for the sake of everyone else, they're getting annoyed. Boot out the Tennessee teaser guy. Um, let Brandon stay. Brandon can stay. He's he's just an idiot, but he's not offensive. Kick out the guy called Satan too. Everyone else is all right. Uh, Tennessee teaser gone, and uh, Satan six 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 gone. Uh, Brandon uh Brandon McNini or whatever your loser name is you can stay uh you, you're allowed to stay so let's see how long this takes <laughs> oh yeah yeah and boot out the uh uh Mike at Mike whatever uh guy uh whatever the hell uh his name is boot boot out him it's like holy crap man these people are concerned about what we eat for dinner it's like yeah you know what our KFC was very good tonight actually thanks for asking uh for the record <laughs> We appreciate it. All right, Yang. So, now this is why we d- we didn't pull the trigger earlier, because uh, then I was just going to get upset. I'm going to be like, "How long is this going to take?" So you're on the clock here, yeah. And this is like uh, window will and bad beat Brian. When well, we used to time them going to uh, going to the window, all right. And um, don't like just don't just boot them. See if you can like electrocute them or something on the way out. Um, so I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just boot them first, and then will worry about electrocuting them. All right, so we didn't get into the NBA much last night. We, you know, it was a lot of crazy stuff. This show always flies by. Uh, the draft has come and gone. And just for the record, um, you know, you never know how these drafts are going to play out, right? It takes a couple of years. People talk about winners and losers and all that other stuff. Look at Fred Van Fleet, classic example. Because, you know, last night, you know, there were some pretty good players that didn't get drafted last night in the draft. Uh, you know, Miles Powell, a kid out of uh, Seton Hall. You know, very good score. There's a lot of good players. Like I said, kid from Gonzaga, a lot of good players didn't get drafted. And I know it seems devastating to them at the time. It's like, oh, man. And people are surprised. Oh, I can't believe that guy didn't get drafted. Wow. His life's over. And your life's not over if you don't get drafted in the NBA. Right? Right. They, there's the G League There's free agency And a classic example Is Fred Van Fleet right now Fred Van Fleet of the Toronto Raptors Fred Van Fleet, man I, I don't know if you guys um, I didn't retweet it actually I figured I don't want to encourage this <laughs> I don't want to encourage it Because I want to keep Fred Van Fleet I am a Toronto Raptor fan uh, For people tuning in that are unaware But I know most people are aware But I want to keep Fred Van Fleet So, I'm not like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're not re signing Fred Van Fleet. But the thing is, Fred Van Fleet's been pretty open about this. I mean, the guy's doing interviews. Yeah, the guy's doing interviews every day talking about how all he cares about is getting paid. He's came out and said, he goes, well, I've already won, so I'm looking to get paid. Like he came out and point blank said that. Well, I've won a championship. Now I'm looking to get paid. So, and I don't begrudge him, it's a business. It's a business. I I got no hard feelings. You know what I mean? Like, really, I really don't. You know, it's funny. When I was younger, I would be more emotional about players leaving and staying teams and stuff like that. Even Kawhi, you know, Kawhi was complicated, but ultimately, I'm cool with Kawhi. I'm glad they lost. But, you know, it's his life. That's the whole thing. Like, just because a guy plays for a team you like doesn't mean you own him. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's his life. He wants to live in California. He lives in California. Fine. You can't stop that. You can know, you, you, you can't, um, you you know, you can't, you can't stop that. So Fred, look look at Fred Van Fleet, a guy who is undrafted and a guy who right now is basically one of the most sought after players in the NBA. And he just sh- signed a shoe deal. I don't know. I never heard of the company he signed with, but good for him. I think it was, in, he signed it in China, a Chinese company. Let me, get, let me get the name. Let's say instead of just discounting it, let's show some love for Freddie. He did help us win a title. All right, Fred Van Fleet. Shoe deal. I saw him smiling holding up a bunch of shoes. That actually looked all right. All right, yeah, Lee Ning. Fred Van Fleet signed with uh, Lee Ning, a Chinese athletic shoe and sporting goods company. Um, he's got to sign uh, big money. I don't know how much he's getting here. Let's see. Fred Van Fleet signed sneaker deal becomes the face of Lee Ning. How much money did he get? How much money did he get is the question. So I guess I guess you know what? He already signed with them. But I guess now he's about to get like big money from them. And. He's on last night. There was a feature uh, with Fred Van Fleet Wall Street Journal. You know, the night of the draft was a good time. So the way, like, so it's not just like sports sites and stuff. Van Fleet's like getting pub. His agent is doing a very good job. His agent is doing a very good job of making his, his client a brand name right now and getting it out there. Like it's almost like they're selling it that he's a superstar. The problem is here, it's good news, bad news though, Freddie, with this. Because I got no beef with what you're doing. You've got some great marketing going on right now. You know, you're in the Wall Street Journal, you sign the shoe deal, you're in the media all the time. The Wall Street Journal did a feature on him, um, like, from a business perspective, essentially, about how, you know, he's an undrafted guy that's now set to make, like, a max contract and a lot of money. And they were going on about how there's multiple teams that want him and blah, 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 and all that other stuff. So, my point is, for players that didn't get drafted last night, you know, it doesn't matter. You know what it does? It just means you have to work harder to get it. You're gonna have to work harder to get this. You know what I mean? But you're you're gonna get a chance. The NBA is not the NFL. It's not political, right? Like the NFL, you know, has like different. Oh, how much money do you make? When did you get drafted? Do you protest? Like there's a lot of different things in the NFL. The NBA, right? The NBA is like a very, they're all on the same page. So the 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 NBA. You'll get a chance. If you're good and you can play basketball, you'll get a shot in the G League. And if you're good in the G League, you'll get a shot in the NBA. And, you know, NFL as well. Like, the the NFL is, like, it's obviously there's politics at the top. But look at the other year, man, when the, um, in the Super Bowl, dude, it was Philadelphia, New England. It was the Philadelphia, New England Super Bowl. This off the top of my head, but it was basically like 46% or something it was like half or more than half of the players in the starters in the Super Bowl were undrafted <laughs> like seriously like undrafted players right like you know there's there's a ton of dudes like there's Hall of famers like there's a ton of dudes that are like undrafted and stuff that are successful. so not being drafted isn't a death knell to your career kid. It just means you're gonna have to work harder at this there is a, it's going to be tougher, right? You have more to prove now. But Fred Van Fleet's a good example of this. And if you look at the New York Knicks, so the Knicks got Obi Toppin, uh, and Obi Toppin's from New York City. I've talked about this in the past. You know, you draft local, you die local. You don't want to just sort of, um, you don't want to, you don't want to just sort of um, draft players because, oh, they're, they're local. They're from here. Right? But Obi Toppin is an explosive player. He is a fun player. Alright, so I'm looking here. What's going on here, Yang? I'm looking in the uh I'm looking in the chat. And they're all still there. All right, is Don on the phone? That was better off not asking. That was better off not asking. Let that anger match class continue.
1: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Marenzi. Play that anger management class continues. Oh, great! Crazy Anatomy airing on ABC. Really? Uh, now that the election is over, <laughs> people have nothing. People have nothing to cry and bitch about. Well, um, actually, they're still crying and bitching about that, but. Uh, I don't know if you if you saw Rudy Giuliani's um, Rudy Giuliani decided to I guess he's going basically with this, the the uh, the spray paint stuff. <laughs> he's going with the spray paint, the spray paint hair dye, and uh, it started it started leaking, it started leaking. It's it's getting sad, it's 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 getting sad. But yeah, you know you know it's a slow news day when Grey's Anatomy is the number one trending topic on Twitter. Nintendo is number two. I didn't know Nintendo was still in business, to be honest, uh with you. I know people are going crazy. I don't know. I don't play video games. So um I know people were going crazy. Is there a new PlayStation out or something like that? For people beating each other up outside of like uh outside of uh, Walmarts. So is there a new Nintendo out now? I don't play, I don't play this stuff. I don't have time for GameCon. I bet on enough games. Enough uh, have enough time for gaming consoles. Although I did disagree, Cam mock the um the Pro Bowl. They're gonna have the Pro Bowl in um in virtual form. It's gonna be they're gonna play Madden. All right. And the thing is, nobody watches the real Pro Bowl, anyways. Well, that's not true. People do watch the Pro Bowl. That's not true. <laughs> it's sort of like this show. They cry and complain about it, but they watch it. Uh the Pro Bowl. People like. The pro, listen, people will watch football no matter what. So the pro bowl gets like, you know, four or five million people type thing. It doesn't, it used to get bigger numbers. The problem is the pro bowl used to be really fun. All right. It used to be one of the best bets in sports, man. It was an automatic over, it was nothing but trick plays and bombs. Nobody tried to tackle. The dudes would go for interceptions, but they wouldn't tackle and stuff. You know, it was a fun show. And it was nuts, man. Like, I caught on. And I was like, screw the Super Bowl. This is where the money is at, right? The Super Bowl is actually a bad bet. Man, we all know it, but we get excited about the Super Bowl. i got you know, I, I started to back off Super Bowls a little bit. Um, I still bet them, but not the same amounts. But the Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl was classic, right? It was like the NBA All-Star game was, you know what I mean? But in a football version, it was fun. You know, football purists didn't like it, but they didn't watch it. But betters loved it because it sailed over the number. It was entertaining and stuff. You'd see trick plays. But what happened is Roger Goodell's a big Scrooge and he hates fun. So basically, there was one year, and I'm not gonna lie, it got a little carried away. <laughs> All right. Like I think they got into the 60s. Like one of the teams got in the 60s and and it was nuts. Like basically, like wide receivers were throwing passes on every play. Like it would like every play became a trick play except there's only so many trick plays you can run in football that are going to work before it was turning into, like, just stupidness. And it kept leading to touchdowns, so I liked it. Like, they were, like, fumbling it, trying laterals and stuff all the time. And it was fun, but Goodell said, oh, you're making a mockery of the game, so, you know, we're, we're putting an end to this. And then they allowed – you couldn't blitz before. So then they, they made the rule where you could play – and, of course, of all people, J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt ruined it. J.J. Watt was like the MVP the first time you could try. And, of course, J.J. Watt tried. He's sacking quarterbacks and stuff. And, you know, they, they actually compete now. If you watch the Pro Bowl, it doesn't suck, but it's annoying. It's not an automatic over. In fact, the game goes under. But obviously due to COVID, they can't play in a Pro Bowl this year. So they're not playing the Pro Bowl. They're not even having a Pro Bowl weekend or anything like that. They are and they aren't. They're having it virtual. So you still get selected for the Pro Bowl because, you know, it's it's an honor and and people have it in their contracts and stuff like that. Right. They get bonuses to make the Pro Bowl. So the Pro Bowl selection still exists. But what they're going to do is now. And you know what? This is really cool, too, because a lot of times guys in the Pro Bowl that lose the week before, they don't want to play. Right. Some dudes will. You'll notice some teams are cool. Some guys won't if they're you know sort of if they're sore sports and losers. They don't want to go. Some guys are cool and want to enjoy it and stuff, and they'll go. But more so in Hawaii. Since it's been in in Orlando, it changes it. Because the thing is, dudes already live in Florida. So they're like, whatever, man. It's just a whole waste of time, this thing now. But my point is, the virtual stuff is actually going to be popular. Like, uh, Like I was just talking about. People go crazy for this PlayStation crap and Xbox and Halo and Fortnite, all this stuff. They go crazy. We were just talking about this the other night, about how the younger demographic are more into video games than they are sports. And Madden is massive. Like, Madden is massive. If Madden wasn't popular, they wouldn't put it on TV. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you actually have, like, Madden on CBS and stuff like that, like in the offseason. You know, they'll put video game football on TV now. They wouldn't put it on TV if it wasn't successful. The NASCAR stuff was ultra cool when the drivers were racing against each other and it was competitive. That's a little different because they all do the simulators. So they were good at it, right? They were racing in like simulators. It was real cool. And that was a big hit. And the video game stuff's going to be popular and you won't have guys backing out because they can't get hurt. And they don't have to do anything. All they got to do is sit on a couch and play there. So they'll play themselves, you know, in a video game. and. You know, FanDuel won't be able to have numbers for this, but I don't know. Maybe, may, you know, maybe they apply for it. But people will bet it; there'll be numbers for it. AFC, NFC, video game, and I guarantee you, I guarantee you, there's going to be uh, action, and people are going to be stoked about it. More stoked, and I guarantee you, it gets better ratings than a real Pro Bowl would have. This is just a case where Cam is old and out of touch. <laughs> and hey, listen. I am old and out of touch, but I'm also smart enough to know that video games are massive and that is going to be a big hit. And I'll tell you, people ask me actually, some people always ask me, Oh, what's the, you know, the craziest thing you bet on. Um, now on Friday, every Friday I'm on ESPN radio. They always ask me, what's the craziest DJ bet you can tell us for the weekend. Like they love that stuff. But years ago, guys, And older people out here will remember this. It was before we were on the air, but old gamblers will remember the days and old football fans will remember the days of the Bud Bowl. You remember the Bud Bowl? Budweiser versus Bud Light. It was the Bud Bowl, and it was like a simulated football game, but it was a commercial through the Super Bowl. So, like, you know, in the first quarter, they'd have, like, a 30-second spot. And then they'd keep score. And then later on, they'd come back. And now back to the Bud Bowl. And it would be beer bottles playing against each other. And I'm so old. This is when Bud Light was new. All right? So Bud Light was, like, new. And I knew that they were promoting Bud Light a lot. And the crazy thing is, you could bet it. I knew a spot where we could bet it. And it's one of the few times where we struck gold. Where basically, I uh, don't you know, a dude, a friend of a friend of a friend type of thing, a friend of a friend of a friend basically told us point blank, Bud Light wins. Like basically, like he knows for a fact, Bud Light wins. He worked for like the the beer company and we got it like um, you know, I was like, yeah, we found out basically Bud Light's And you know, I was like, I knew it. I already like Bud Light. And we hammered it. We hammered it. Bud Light, Bud Light. I remember stressing out watching those stupid bottles. It was close, but Bud Light pulled it out. (laughs) Bud Light pulled it out. I like to remember what Super Bowl it was. I remember where I was, but it was a a long time ago, man. Like We're talking like this is uh, like late 80s type thing. Late 80s. It was on a parlay card. It wasn't like in a sports book. It was in the old days. You had parlay cards at like sports bars and stuff like that. And they had, they had the Bud Bowl on it. And you had to play a parlay on the parlay card, obviously, parlay card. And it was like, you know what? Every one of these cards will just put Bud Light on it. <laughs> so you could mix, like, with the Super Bowl props and the game. It was like the Bud Bowl. And we hammered it. Like, I remember, man, I put in, like, 100 tickets or something like that. You know, Bud Bowl, Bud Bowl, Bud Bowl. The lingerie bowl was a pretty degenerate bet, too. And it was not it wasn't. And that was sort of not inside information, but um, just the fact that we were in Vegas and the girls were partying there. Like one of the teams was from Los Angeles and the other team was from Philadelphia in the Lingerie Bowl. And we, they were staying at the Mandalay Bay and we were doing the show at the Mandalay Bay. The, 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 the girls on the football team were staying there. And the team from Los Angeles was not impressed by Las Vegas, right? Like, it's whatever. It's three hours away. Like, they wasn't like, oh, we're in Las Vegas. This is great. The girls from Philadelphia, the team from Philadelphia, not that they're, like, all from Philly, but the team from Philadelphia, they were happy they were in Vegas, right? They were going out and partying and stuff. And I remember, remember the great Jorge Gonzalez. (laughs) I never forget. We're talking about the Super Bowl. And we're live at Mandalay Bay. We're on the air. And Horry goes, yeah, 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 whatever. He goes, forget about the Super Bowl. He goes, I'll tell you what. The chicks from Philadelphia are getting wasted every night. All right? He goes, they're they're in the club right now as we speak. <laughs> and you can bet at Mandalay Bay, the Lingerie Bowl. And I remember we were live on the air. We're like, all right, let's do it. Let's get this action in. And we bet the max. Like, they wouldn't let us bet. We, we went up to 2300 bucks on it. <laughs> It was like they would have taken They took 2300 on the lingerie bowl And then we went to the lingerie bowl Then we actually went to the game after At the Thomas and Mack Center It was on uh, It was on at halftime of the Super Bowl But it was longer It carried on into the third quarter of the Super Bowl And stuff, classic day It was a classic day And in fact That's actually one of our good Super Bowl memories We've got bad Super Bowl memories That was a good one that was a good one like we crushed it we crushed the lingerie bowl it was the packers and the steelers we had the packers it went over the number it was everything fell into place late night anger management class continues continues. Another rapid fire, 120 minutes. I tell you what, uh, the show has uh, flown by. The week has actually flown by. Friday Night Freak Show, always cool. Uh, so we got Steve Merrill and Tony Finn uh, tomorrow night. Football Friday, we always run the gauntlet. Great football talk on Friday nights. Uh, just talking about the NBA uh, right now. So, talking about Fred Van Fleet. And, Fred you know, I don't know where he's going to end up. But... You know, you look at the New York Knicks and they the Knicks draft Obi Toppin. And the Knicks do need a point guard. And people are like, oh, they should have drafted a point guard. And I was wondering about the pick at first. But the fact of the matter is, you can't hate on the Knicks for doing this. You can't you can't hate on the Knicks for doing this. The fact is, look, man, Obi Toppin's prop, guys, was over under four and a half. Like, the Knicks always sort of reach, or the Knicks take a European dude that's two years away from being two years away. Like, there's a lot of different, you know, and people are talking about, it. and I sort of thought the same, I'm not going to lie. Like, when I first saw the pick, I'm like, ah. I'm like, I don't know, man. You guys already have Mitch Robinson, and you don't really play him. Like, you know, Obi Toppin's just sort of a dunker. But the thing is, he's a damn good dunker, <laughs> all right? He's a damn good dunker. And he's an explosive player. He's not going to be a bust. Is he going to be a star? I don't know. Some people are talking rookie of the year already. Is I don't know. Is he going to be a star? You know, R.J. Barrett's kind of a boring dude. It's New York. They kind of need some flash. He's from there. And you can't hate on a team for getting a guy and uh, for getting a guy that was supposed to go two, three picks earlier. So you can't say, oh, the Knicks reached, right? Like the Knicks didn't reach. They did a very good job. Um, you know, you can't. You know, you get getting OB Top in eighth. You can't argue it. You know, listen. I like the uh, I like the Israeli kid, the kid from the Israeli league. Uh, Serbian Israeli, uh, but from the Israeli league, uh, Avia Avija. Uh, you know, I think he's a good player. But I understand what the Knicks are doing. But where I'm going with this is, I imagine now the Knicks, and if you know tonight the Knicks cleared a ton of space. All right, the Knicks dumped a bunch of players tonight. You know, they cleared another 40 mil. You know, the Taj Gibsons and uh, you know, just the the scrubs of their lineup, essentially their roster. <laughs> essentially, essentially their roster. Uh, they got they got bit, they got rid of everybody. And you know where the Knicks are going with this. They didn't need to draft a point guard because they're gonna go after Fred Van Fleet. They're going to go after Fred Van Fleet, and it seems like right now that there's two teams that Fred Van Fleet's going to play for next year. And when I say next year, uh, they're going to play for next month. There's two teams, and I don't think it's the Toronto Raptors, and it's going to be the New York Knicks. It's going to be the Knicks or the Detroit Pistons. Uh, You got Dwayne Casey there with the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons have money. If I'm Fred Van Fleet, where do you go? If you're Fred Van Fleet, would you go to the Detroit Pistons or you go to the New York Knicks? So basically, we, we, we know, guys, Fred Van Fleet's not going to be a charter Raptor. The Raptors have basically decided we're not playing this game and giving this guy, like, this max money. And, I you know, I don't have a problem with it. And I'm seeing now there are reports that the Knicks are going to be aggressive as far as Gordon Hayward is concerned. And Gordon Hayward, to me... Like, dude, I don't know. Gordon Hayward just turned down, what, like $34 million? He's a free agent? It's like, yeah, whatever, dude. You know, you're always hurt, and you're not that good. You're okay. I, you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if the Knicks if the Knicks pull it off and how aggressive they, uh, they are. But it really does look like, you know, the Knicks are going to go after Van Fleet here, doesn't it? That's the thing. They need a point guard. They have the money. Van Fleet's a perfect fit for them. He's good. You know what I mean? They know him from the division and stuff like that. It's going to be awkward for Van Fleet playing against the Raptors all the time, but there'll be nothing awkward about all the money that he's going to have. And all you need to know last night was the Raptors draft pick as well. (laughs) The Raptors draft pick basically was like, all right, and – I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter, but basically the second the Raptors made their draft pick last night, I posted a GIF of a dude packing his suitcase, and I said, live look at uh, Fred Van Fleet right now. And so there's no ill will. If you're a Raptor fan out there, I don't want to hear anything about, oh, Fred Van Fleet, screw him and all this. Because to be honest, the Raptors broke up first. The Raptors, by drafting Malachi Flynn last night, do you guys know who Malachi Flynn is? Have you seen this kid's game? <laughs> He's basically Fred Van Fleet, except, like, kind of more polished, like, for a younger age. It's crazy. Like, they they could not have been sending a message more that, yeah, yeah, we're, we're done. We're not paying you, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're a free agent and it's like, I don't know, I wouldn't mind staying with this team if they're going to pay me, and then they turn around and they draft a player – that plays the same position, that is, the looks the same, is the same height, is the same. Like, they drafted basically Fred Van Fleet. Like, you know what I mean? But I tell you, man, Masai Ujiri is just a, you know, this guy's a stud. He's just a genius. He gets great players. Um, Everybody's raving about this draft pick. If, um, you know, if you're talking about this kid, a talented score. Um, if you look, remember San Diego State? They were undefeated for a while. This kid can get it to the rack, man. Like, he's 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 got a better offensive game than Fred Van Fleet does. And Fred, you know what I mean? Like, Fred Van Fleet's pretty good, too. Like, Van Fleet's got his three ball, but Van Fleet can take it to the rack, and he can get to the free throw line. He's got his little layup thing that he does. Like, Van Fleet's a good player, but in college, and I'm not saying that Flynn's going to be better than Van Fleet in the NBA, but in college, this kid was an assassin, man. Uh, watch this film. Like, I retweeted some of the game tape out. And I know, listen, we're on to Mightier 1090 in San Diego. And don't forget, like, the Raptors had success with Kawhi Leonard, San Diego State, right? Like, San Diego State play the style of basketball the Raptors do. It's that they they like smart players, tough players. And that's what this kid is. Um, So if you watch this kid, like, man, he can hit threes and stuff with people in his face. Like, under pressure, jump, spot up threes, and, like, quick turnarounds. He can hit threes. He's explosive. He can take it to the rack. Well, I don't know if "explosive" is the right word. Like, he's not like the he's not like ultra athletic. He's sort of like the street tough type dude. But he gets it to the rack. He's a good slasher and stuff. He's a good slasher. All right. So the only knock on him, be basically. All right. So the the only knock uh, on him is that he's considered small that he's considered small. And it's funny, when they made the pick last night, Jay Billis and, uh, and Jay Williams and, and the panel, they all raved about the kid, right? They're all like, oh, man. They're like, Messiah Ujiri does it again. They said the same thing. Bye-bye, Fred Van Fleet, because they just drafted you, someone to replace you. And they basically said, you know, this kid's going to play, like, pretty soon. Like, he's pretty much ready to play right away. Get him in there. And Flynn said last night, I just want to learn. I'm not coming in here to take anyone's job. But I think he's, you know, they're going to give the kid a chance. They're going to give the kid a chance. But everybody, you know, they all said the same thing. And if you remember, guys, in the playoffs, the Toronto Raptors lost to the Boston Celtics in seven games. And one of the problems, listen, Siakam struggled. But another one of the problems was the Toronto Raptor guard play of Kyle Lowry And uh, and Fred Van Fleet, their size, their size was a problem like there for rebounding. It was a problem. The uh, the Boston Celtics did a good job of identifying this. And Van Fleet's normally a very good defensive player like Kevin Durant, who hates everybody. Kevin Durant said Van Fleet's like one of the toughest guys to play against in the NBA. Like for people that are thinking, oh, Van Fleet's overrated and stuff. He brings a lot to the table. Right, But he's more of an intangible. He's not a number one guy. He's not even really a number two guy. But he plays good defense. But I think that the in the bubble, it was a distraction, the free agency stuff. Teams were talking to him there. Collusion was thrown out the window in the bubble. Because all the players were staying in the same hotels and stuff. So everyone was talking to each other all the time. I think it was a distraction. He didn't really play great. And um, he kept getting posted up on. Like repeatedly, like Jason Tatum was just like killing them, And they were posting up on him all the time. And I'm not picking on him, but it was a, it's a Raptor thing. And the Raptors, I bitched about it and I cried about it at the time. I'm like, the Raptors point, the Raptors guards are too small. Like you can have one guy that's 6'2 on the floor, but it's difficult when your point guards are 6'2 and 6'1 and 5'11. It's not, you know what I mean? You got an issue here. You know, we got an issue and Flynn is 6-1. He's not big. He's 6-1. So, and they said the same thing right away. They're like, "Damn, the Raptors really like small guards." <laughs> they're like, "It can't be an accident because they just consistently draft small guards all the time." But Flynn Flynn was a nice pick. Flynn was a nice pick. I'll tell you though. And I listen, it's been a fun ride for the Raptors the last couple of years. Really fun. And you know we've gotten great value with the win totals and the division odds and all this type of stuff. But the party's over this year for the Raptors. The party's over. They're not going to be terrible, but you know they're not. If you they're they're building for next year. You know there's the fact there's so many question marks, and they have so many so much roster turnover here. The Raptors, and they only have a few weeks to deal with it. Right. Like Gasol is gone. Ibaka is most likely gone. And Van Fleet's most likely gone. And oh, yeah, Kawhi Leonard is gone. So like you look back to the championship team and it's not the same team anymore. Like they won't be the same team. Like suddenly you're looking at the Raptors and, uh, you know, it's OG. They're young. It's like Siakam, OG, Chris Boucher, uh, Norman Powell. Kyle Lowry is the leader and whatever Masai Ujiri comes up with right now. And he's got a ton of money to do it, but I don't even think he wants to spend it because he wants to spend it next year when everybody's a free agent. So, yeah, the NBA's around the corner, guys. And college basketball, I want to get to this, too. College basketball uh, starts on Wednesday, supposedly. I don't know how the hell they're going to pull this off, college basketball. And I'm not being, I don't want to be, um, I'm not trying to be Donny Dramatica here, Donnie Drama. Uh, and so, oh no, what about the children and stuff like this? It's not about the children. It's just about logistically. I don't see how they're going to pull this off. And so, just and 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 to prove it, remember, like I told uh, I told Big Man on Campus earlier in the week. I said, you know, Rick Pitino doesn't want to play. Like Rick Pitino said that they should hold off and like play the tournament, at May Madness and stuff. He's like, oh, he just doesn't want to play because his team sucks. Well, guess who says he doesn't want to play today? Coach Krzyzewski, Duke. Yeah, Coach K. He didn't say he doesn't want to play, but he basically said, we need to be realistic and realize that we're walking into a a disaster. (laughs) Like, like he's talking about how, like, the tournament won't work in one place, um, that he thinks they should delay the season as well. Um, And pretty big names, guys. Rick Pitino, Coach Krzyzewski, because they know they know they're gonna do all this work, there's gonna be all this practice and all this stuff, and there's just gonna be a million cancellations. Like you look at COVID right now, it's running rampant, man. Like it's running rampant. Like states are in full shutdown mode. Some of them schools are closing in New York again tomorrow, um, or today, whatever the hell it is, the 19th today. Um, so you know it's not a case of, well, are they gonna be able to play? It's like Teams aren't gonna be able to get into the state and stuff like that. If there's, there's quarantines. Like college basketball, I, it's gonna be a challenge, you know, a challenge from hell to pull this off, but there's so much money at stake. They're gonna die trying. Hey dynamics, the basketball can you bring it. All right, shout out to Sooner Lisa. Safe travels, Lisa. It's Bedlam, baby. It's Bedlam. Cool football game. Cool football game. Cool name. And uh, I'm sorry. I don't want to. Uh, and, you know, we love Sooner Lisa. So, yeah, we don't want to upset her. But me, Joe Lisi, and Cam today all picked uh, Oklahoma State plus the points in the game. But doesn't mean that we don't want Oklahoma to win right? You know, I almost, we got to get Ranieri on tomorrow. I am going to, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hook a, we'll, we'll place a call to Joe Ranieri. It's, it's Bedlam. So, uh, we'll see if we we'll squeeze Ranieri in tomorrow night. Um, but people keep saying that Oklahoma State are the best team in the Big 12. I don't know, man. They say that every couple of years and they never are. So I'm not ready to, I'm not ready to say that. And would it surprise anybody if Oklahoma State get killed? They always get killed. They always choke. Right? But without all that being stated, they are playing good football this year. And getting, you know, getting seven and a half points is is a lot of points, you know, for a rivalry game. A lot of points for a rivalry game. Seven and a half points. Should be a fun game, though. This college football season's been so weird, man. Like the right, like next week, it's the iron bowl already. You know, it's crazy. Think about this, guys. So like it's the iron ball. Tulane played their tenth game tonight. The Utah Utes have not played a game yet. The Utah Utes have not played a game yet. Like, that's, think about how whacked out this this season has been. So Oklahoma State's 5-1, and one, Oklahoma's 5-2. and two. The total's 59. You gotta believe there's gonna be points in this game. You gotta believe there's gonna be points in this game. Always a fun game, though. Always a fun game. Like, yeah, I just don't see how there's not points. If you look at the history between the two of them, they generally have gone over the number. It's uh, They're 4-2 to the over the last six times they played. Last year, Oklahoma won 34-16. The year before, Oklahoma won 48-47. The year before that, they won 62-52. The year before that, 38-20, 58-23. Oklahoma State haven't beat these guys since 2014. Yeah, that's why they're 7.5-point underdogs. All right. Great job, everybody. Thanks to Teddy Covers for joining us. Other than that, you're on your own. Later.